Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening. The date today is the 19th of July, year of our Lord, 2020. And welcome to what is inarguably the most significant episode of Shoot the J since its inception. And if you haven't noticed by the title or haven't caught on to what I've been alluding to all week on Twitter, we have officially arrived at the first annual, the inaugural Motown Noah Awards 2020 folks i am so excited and i can just i'll spare you the the cheap effects and i won't add in an applause there because i can feel the excitement and the warmth and whatever channel it is that you're listening to this uh to i can i can feel the energy so thank you very very much i hope you guys genuinely are as excited as i am we're going to be presenting a few awards here if you are unfamiliar with what exactly this is, what's going to be happening, uh, whether you just really weren't paying attention, which is okay, or you followed me like in the middle of the hiatus, and which a lot of Bucks and Kings fans have, um, which is this isn't necessarily aimed towards them, but we'll get to that later. Uh, Pistons fans, this is mainly going to be for you guys. You guys will care a little bit more about this. Uh, basically, after every single Pistons game this season, right, the two main awards are hinged on this one thing. After every single game, I would basically take a tally uh, who was not only the best, but who was my most favorite player to watch on any given night, which didn't always mean that they were the best, right? Like, Derrick Rose could go for 30, but, like, maybe Thon Maker had, like, 15 and played really well that night, which we don't usually see from him. You know what I mean? So it doesn't always have to be the best. Uh, but I took a game-by-game tally of, essentially, the player of the night. And by the end of the year, we had a winner, and that will be Motown Noah's best friend of the year which is a play on because normally it was Motown Noah's best friend of the night. Now we have best friend of the year, which essentially serves as the Pistons MVP of the season. And it is the highest honor that I can bestow upon anybody on the team, honestly. And I think going into the year, we all expected it to be Blake or Derek or something like that. But we will get down to it. Maybe it was Derek. We will get to that shortly. That will be the final award that we are going to present. We have a few of them. And the other award, which is maybe just as important, we're actually going to present first. This is Motown Noah's Tried Your Best Award, the first ever award presented in the history of the Motown Noah Awards. And this award is actually for the exact opposite of the aforementioned one. This is whoever received the fewest amount of Motown Noah's Best Friend of the Night Awards. Okay? and the, So go ahead and make a guess in your head. Here's who the winner is. The winner of the 2020 Tried Your Best Motown Noah Award is. It is Tony Snell, ladies and gentlemen. I know that may come as a shock, but Tony Snell, unfortunately, I could not get him uh, on the show for a congratulatory uh, speech, uh, his acceptance speech. But let me explain to you why it is. Uh, let me do it on his behalf. So basically, this is how you kind of had to look at it. Um, I'll just very quickly pull up the standings here. You, you get to the bottom of the list, and there were a handful of players that only received one vote, okay? Blake only had one vote, so that actually rules this. So, obviously, I'm going to kind of spoil it a little bit for some of these players as to who actually didn't win Motano's Best Friend of the Year. Uh, Blake only had one, but he was hurt. That doesn't count. Played, like, 15 games. Markeith also only had one, but he got bought out, so it kind of doesn't count because he didn't play that last stretch. There's a, there's a conceivable chance that he could have gotten more. Then you have also, like, Brandon Knight and Tim Frazier and also, quote-unquote, absolutely nobody 
uh, had one. So the reason that I gave it to Tony was because he had the most opportunity here, right? He played the most games with the Pistons this year. Uh, he had as many chances as anybody really possibly could have, and he only came away with one. And now you're probably thinking, well, Nick, what was that one? Well, if you are paying attention to the Pistons this season in any capacity at all, uh, Tony Snell actually made history this year, and it was a game that was in, uh, what was it? It was late, or no, it was early November against the New York Knicks in a 20-point win. Tony Snell goes 9 of 9 from the field, 6 of 6 from deep, and scores, what, 24 points. So it was, I think he was only the ninth player in the history of the NBA to hit six threes and shoot 100% from the field. Historic night for Tony Snell. And it's not even a slight towards him. Like, Tony Snell, I don't want to get into it too much, but... Tony Snell randomly emerging as the Pistons' best lob man in, like, early February, mid-February was really interesting and super random and really unexpected, but I guess it just kind of showed how uh, decimated the Pistons' roster actually was, that Tony Snell was, like, one of our better playmakers. Really weird stuff. Uh, Tony was, you know, about as good as you could have been this year. I don't have any problems with him. I think it's more just hilarious that he was the one who received the least amount of votes, considering I actually quite enjoy him. But, unfortunately, he was just fine every single night and nothing more. So, Tony Snell was the first award winner in the 2020 Motown No Awards. Let's move on to another one. This one, I think, is mainly just for me and the man who will be receiving this award. Uh, we're going to go with Moderator of the Year. Now, if you guys have ever watched my Periscope streams, you may notice that I often ask this person uh, to either kick people out or mute people or read me muted comments. This guy's on top of absolutely everything. Uh, it's James. James, the moderator. You are the 2020 recipient of the Moderator of the Year Award. Congratulations, buddy. Uh, James is an absolutely fantastic person. If you guys don't know him, um, I, hopefully he, he sends out a, a happy tweet about him winning, which means he would have to listen to this. And I think James is pretty supportive of everything that I do. Um, if you guys have ever been in my streams, James is, is always in there and he's always active and I'm always trying to communicate with him in there. Um, he's really, he's just phenomenal. And I wish I could pay him because he's, I love him, man. He's just such a good guy. Genuinely such a good guy. And I call him James moderator cause that's his name. And I don't know his last name. Um, him and I did have the opportunity to play Call of Duty once, but it was the day that I also had the chance to play with Luke Kennard for the first time ever. So James very respectfully was like, yeah, you can go ahead and do that. It's fine. So thank you, James, for that friendship blossomed there with Luke. Um, James is amazing. Uh, he's got some big things happening in his life right now. Um, I wish him all the luck in the world down the road. And I hope that even though he's going to go big time and move to California, I hope he still finds some time to moderate my stream. So James... Congratulations, you have won the 2020 Moderator of the Year. And now as we close in on our final three awards here, because these podcast episodes have to be quick, I can't be handing out 100 different awards. Uh, I want them to have some sort of a meaning. Uh, let's, I want to very quickly talk about one that I scrapped. So I was piling through trying to come up with what awards I wanted to give away. Um, and I remember I looked back at a list that I had created. And I had Enemy of the Year on there, and I was trying very hard to remember who that would have been. And then I remembered, and if you guys remember a certain uh, legal situation that I found myself in uh, a few months back, close to a year now, I'd say it was about nine months ago. If you remember how angry I was about that, and you remember who I'm talking about, and I don't want to say their name because I don't want to be petty and I don't want to bring it back up, but I still hate them. I think they're really, really stupid, and they would be the enemy of the year 
but I don't want to give them the time of day. So we're going to move on to the Johnny Kane of the Year Award, our third award presented in the 2020 Motown Noah Awards, the Johnny Kane of the Year. And the winner is absolutely, unequivocally, Johnny Kane. And you're probably like, Nick, you didn't explain this award. What is the meaning of this award? Let me tell you something. I kind of just want us to recognize and appreciate Johnny for who he is. And if you're a Bucks fan or a Kings fan or, or any basketball fan and you are unfamiliar outside of the Pistons and you are unfamiliar with who Johnny Kane is, he is the third member of the Pistons broadcast team. And often uh, whenever George Blaha, our play-by-play guy, uh, sits out, whether he's doing a Michigan State game on the road or just having the night off, Johnny will step in for him. He will substitute and he is just so genuinely good at his job, no matter what he does. He also works uh, with the Tigers as well, but I care more about the Pistons, obviously. Um, and he's great with the Tigers, but Johnny is just such a kind-hearted man. If you've ever listened to the ep- the two episodes that I've done with James Edwards, we kind of hit on that a little bit, where you don't expect him to just be this uh, truly warm and, and, and just phenomenal man. Uh, the One of the first, well, the first time I ever interacted with him was a year ago. A little over a year ago, close to a year and a half, um, I had just gotten uh, hired at Piston Powered, and I kind of wanted to hit a home run a little bit. And so I reached out to Johnny, and I asked him if we could do an interview. And I said, you know, I don't want to take up too much of your time. If you give me, you know, a 15, 20-minute phone interview, I'm good. I, You know, I don't want to bother you. And he was like, absolutely, we can do that. So we finally get the day, and he calls me. And um, it, for me, that was like my first like real interview with a real person. I had uh, like maybe 30 questions written down on a piece of paper in front of me. Um, and it was just, I think, maybe a little over an hour past, close to an hour and a half past. And I kept saying to him, like, you know, I'm so sorry. I don't want to, you know, take up any more of your time. He's like, no, dude, like, it's totally fine. He was just so genuinely kind. Um, and I remember, uh, at the end of it, we had a great conversation. I learned a lot about him and his upbringing, what he did, uh, in order to get to where he is today with the Pistons. And, um, he was just so kind and he was so helpful. And, um, at the end of the call, I remember he was like, yeah, like, you know, I'd, we could grab a beer one day, you know, when I'm not working with the Tigers or, you know, not doing anything with the Pistons. Like, absolutely. We can do that. And to me, that was, I mean, he didn't have to say that, you know what I mean? And I never did take him up on that, but anytime I've texted him since then, uh, you know, we're not like great friends or anything like that. I think we're just, you know, acquaintances. We, I, I know who he is and he knows who I am. I think in my eyes, I love him. I think most people do. Uh, his podcast that he has with Langston Galloway is amazing. Um, and you should definitely check that out. Um, I just, I, I don't really know what there is to say about him. I wish, you know, I, I guess I, I wish he was on right now so I could just appreciate him for who, for who he is. So Johnny Kane, congratulations. You won. Uh, essentially my person of the year award. So shout out to Johnny Kane for being amazing. Everybody loves him. I love him. He's an amazing play-by-play guy. He's an amazing sideline reporter. Um, and I hope that we are fortunate enough whenever John, uh, George Blaha does retire, um, which hopefully won't be for a while. I hope that Johnny Kane is next in line there. So now we move into our final two awards of the year. We have recap of the year and this is what i kind of mentioned earlier when i said that well i guess it is maybe a little bit for kings fans a little bit for bucks fans a little bit for not just pistons fans 
because I made a lot of recaps this year, and a lot of them for the Pistons weren't great because how great could they really be? So I found a lot of success making those post-game recaps with the Sacramento Kings and uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks. So I'd say my best one with the Pistons was probably uh, one that I had against, I believe we had just played the Toronto Raptors. And that was one of the first times that James Edwards actually kind of interacted with me. And I believe that was the day that he followed me because he saw that recap and he quote tweeted it, said something really nice. And it made me feel really special because I didn't think the recap was all that great. Um, I had one with the, you know, a few with the Kings that got Grant Napier's attention. And, you know, we became pretty, you know, decent friends after that. And, you know, I, I'm just so appreciative of the attention that you guys give those and, and what they've brought to me. But the Motown Noah uh award for the best recap of the year and it's not even close was the one that i had for the milwaukee bucks los angeles lakers game in december of this most recent year that if you are unfamiliar with if you never saw it if you just need a refresher i i pinned it uh, on twitter so if you go to my account it's the first one there um that tweet really kind of blew up i think that's not my most liked tweet of all time now uh, but at the time it was, and especially for a recap, it's the most attention I've ever gotten. And I got a lot of love from Bucks fans for that. It was also played on the radio in Milwaukee. Um, they just played the clip and then talked about me. And I was like, Hey, I'm free. Like you guys could have asked me for an appearance. So that was kind of annoying, I guess, but, um, it was amazing. And that kind of opened the door for, okay, so I guess I should start covering the Bucks a little bit more now. And you guys, for the most part, I think have known what that's sort of blossomed into. And that I'm sort of just like an honorary member uh, of their fan base. And I love Bucks fans. They're absolutely tremendous. Unless you say anything mean about their team, then they're not very nice at all. Um, but they're great. And I think that they empathize with me a lot because we are currently where the Bucks had been for a considerably long time. So that's great. That's the recap of the year. Again, if you need to see it, um, it is my pinned tweet on Twitter. So now let's do a quick recap. We had, we kicked things off with the tried your best award, which was awarded to Tony Snell. Then we had the moderator of the year award, which of course, uh, the only choice, even if there was multiple candidates was James, the moderator who was like a Lakers fan, but he just kind of joined Pistons Twitter and I love it. Then we had Johnny Kane of the year, which of course went to the man, the myth, the legend, Johnny Kane. And then we just had a recap of the year, which was for the Milwaukee Bucks and the Los Angeles Lakers. Really good stuff. I think it was really articulate, and I, I, I think I can play that one back and not cringe as much as I would with some of the other ones. But now we move on to the award. This is like, this is it, okay? This is the Motown. This is why you guys are tuning in, all right? I already know it, and this is long overdue. Because I should have announced this a long time ago, but we didn't know what was going to happen with the Pistons season, so I had to put a pin in it. So here we go. Motown Noah's Best Friend of the Year 2020 is Christian Wood. And folks, let me tell you something. You have absolutely no idea really how close this got. Uh, it came down to the final game. Christian Wood and Derrick Rose were each tied at 12. And it was that final game, that pivotal stretch where Derrick Rose misses, I believe, nine of the Pistons' last 15 games. Okay, that was when Christian Wood really took things over. And it was obviously after the Andre Drummond trade, which the 15, that 15-game 15 stretch that I'm talking about started three days before Andre Drummond was actually traded. 
And it was that final game in Philadelphia of the Pistons season that did it for Christian Wood. Because absolutely nobody was fantastic, but what Christian Wood was doing was, I believe it was what, in the like four of his last five games, he kept putting up career highs in points. And that's exactly what happened in Philadelphia when he had 32 points and seven boards on uh, 77% shooting from the field. Christian Wood was obviously absolutely phenomenal down the stretch. And in any other circum- a set of circumstances, any other season, Christian Wood does not win this award. But the stars aligned. And because Derrick Rose was out, Christian Wood was able to swoop in there and take the award. Absolutely mind-blowing stuff. And remember, this isn't a, a seasonal basis because if this is a season thing, yeah, it was Derrick Rose. He was the most consistent all season because he was always in that opportunity to thrive. But this is a game-by-game basis. And because of that, it ended up being Christian Wood. And I will tweet out the final standings uh, once this episode has some some time to breathe. But in those final 15 games that we're talking about, Christian Wood averages 22 points, 9.5 boards. He's shooting 41% from 3 and 56% from the field. And also averaged a block and nearly a steal per game. So his rim protection was getting better uh, as the season moved along. What we saw from Christian this year was nothing short of substantial. And a guy who just needs that chance, right? Detroit finally gives it to him. And we all know the story. We almost cut him to keep Joe Johnson. That was the thing that, like, we were a little bit concerned that that was going to happen. And make no mistake, like, Christian Wood has always been this nice. I mean, he was really good last year for the Pelicans, I believe, especially to close out the year. It was like him and Brandon Ingram were playing very, very well. And shout out to Ed Stefanski, man. Good for him for picking up on Christian Wood. Uh, and then giving him that guaranteed contract for the rest of the year. Now the job just becomes, uh, you know, re-signing him. Christian Wood uh, is like the quintessential embodiment of like what a modern center is sort of becoming. And minus his like court vision, because that's not great. He doesn't pass very well. Uh, everything else is 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 in a really good place for the Pistons moving forward. Um, especially if he ends up being like a power forward instead of a center, because in all likelihood, that's probably where he's going to be better. But Christian Wood was amazing this year. Um, And he was the official recipient of Motown Noah's best friend of the year. Can you believe it? Quite literally came down to the final game of the season. What would have happened if it was a tie? I probably would have done a coin flip. I honestly, I probably would have put my personal bias in there and I would have given it to Derrick Rose just because, you know, he was this season for us. Um, but down the stretch, the silver lining was most definitely Christian Wood. So Christian, if you are for some reason listening, Johnny Kane, if you are for some reason listening, Tony, you're not listening to this. James, the moderator, if you are listening to this, I appreciate every single one of you because you guys gave me some great content today. And Christian Wood, I hope you get re-signed. Johnny Kane, I hope I can have you on the show. James, keep being amazing. And Tony Snell, I, you know, just keep vibing, brother. If you made it this far, I genuinely hope you enjoyed this award show. Tried to keep it brief. A little bit longer than most episodes, but tried to keep it brief. Folks, I cannot wait to do this next year. And it'll be a little bit earlier in the year uh, next year. It'll probably be in, like, April um, when the season's not in suspension. Well, actually, it depends on what happens with the restructured season. So TBD on that. But this will happen again next year. Christian Woodman. He actually did it. Can you believe it? If you made it this far, folks, genuinely from the bottom of my heart, thank you so unbelievably much. I will catch you guys in the next one.